You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Interstate Batteries offers a wide variety of batteries for your everyday needs. Stop into one of their thousands of retail locations and talk with a battery specialist about batteries for your truck, trail cameras, and even those weird batteries for your rangefinder. Interstate Batteries even offers cell phone repair in certain locations. For more information, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin-cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast with your host, Micah. Andy and Nate. What's up, boys? How are we doing? What's going on, fellas? Oh, I'm sitting here at my kitchen table. Surprising that this all worked tonight. So pretty excited (laughs) about that. Kind of nice. We actually used the stuff we bought a year ago, huh? It wasn't a year. No kidding. It was not a year. I will say, though, Amy has already texted me and she's like, hey, are you guys done yet? I got to get Lainey some milk (laughs) because she's freaking out. Like, yeah, you're fine. Go ahead and do it. And then I got my dog over here. He's trying to make a bed out of a newspaper. So nice. Yep. Go ahead. I don't, I don't hear any of that. It sounds good. Oh, really? You sound crystal clear, bro. Yeah. Laney was playing like, you know, those ad papers that you get in the mail still, you know, like a newspaper style. Yeah. Price dropper or whatever. My daughter was playing with it. And so there was a big sheet on the floor and my tango's trying, he's making that his bed. (laughs) <laughs> so he's just like it, it kind of reminds me of big daddy whenever he pees in a bed and he's like i'll oh, just put some newspaper and he's <laughs> yeah, rolling around on it hilarious like dude just sit still <laughs> yeah it's funny no but yeah. i mean i know the listener doesn't care but yeah. i bought you guys some stuff so that we could record virtually together it was at least it was six months ago and uh no, we no. finally we finally started yeah, using it little... and tonight's show with jacob carpenter of synth thief is our very first show where we've done it with a uh, a guest. We've only done this one at a time, and we did it just yeah. us three. And uh, it's, it's going pretty good. So, uh, you know, we're big boys now. We can uh, do it where we're not always in person. So that's nice. Makes yeah, it's easier on the families. You know, like I said, yeah, Andy, you know, he's obviously super busy. So if he can hop on real quick, 
it's going to work out a lot better. Same. We don't have to drive 30 minutes over to Nathan's house every time. Yeah. So y'all boys ready. Uh, but y'all boys been hunting. Dude, uh, me and Amy went out Sunday, last Sunday, and I think we ended up seeing two or three doe, and that was about it. It was kind of warmer on Sunday, 70-something. Uh, you know, wasn't great conditions, but uh, yeah, it was nice to get out there with her. I know she she would hunt more with me, um, and I, dude, I tried to convince her. I, I recently got a crossbow, I think I've told on the, on the show, but recently got a crossbow, I'm like, babe. You don't you have get to a tag. Really, all you, yeah, we can get you a tag if something walks by. And she's like, "Well, what if like one of your target bucks walks by?" I'm like, "If you shoot, I'm going to take still... the crossbow and shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to knock the crossbow no. out of your hand." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, I had my bow with me too, or I would have taken my bow anyways. But I've been like, it's still going to go on the wall either way, and I'm still going to be with you. So I would have no problem. If she would have shot one of my target Dude, bucks, it'd been still like, be just yeah. as exciting if you're oh, with yeah. and she shot it. I mean, that's just yeah. Like, oh yeah. It probably it almost it might even be more exciting. I would say, especially okay. like my kid, my kid. It's obviously you season coming up. Uh, it's well, this is past. It'll be after you season. Uh, yeah, uh, you we're recording this on the 25th right. of October, which you know is uh, about 10 days before the show comes out. But this weekend for us, as we're talking right yeah. now, is you season coming up. Yeah, so I'm gonna be taking Brindley out Saturday night or Saturday night for sure, and then Sunday morning and evening if it takes all of those. Uh, dude, if if one of my targets walks out, yeah, I'm gonna let her shoot it. Why not? Like that's yep. that's gonna be the greatest thing ever. So right. I, I'm still successful in the fact that I put her on the deer. So that's what that's my <laughs> thought. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Well, and like uh, I'm in. I'm. In, I don't know about if you're taking. I can't remember if you said this or not. I don't know if you're taking your bow with you uh on top of her uh, I, I haven't decided i guess i i guess i could i haven't really thought about it well the crossbow i've got for the boys i don't have it ready the bolts i need to glue the knocks in and the six creedmoor that i recently got i've got the um uh, my scope my athlon scope mounted to it but i haven't got it sighted in yet and tomorrow's thursday it's supposed to rain all damn week so all i want my goal is to get that damn gun sighted in for the boys and i'll be honest with you i'm not even gonna take my my bow this weekend so if some giant yeah. buck walks out it's gonna be caden or chases not mine so right you know like i i do not care about killing a deer this weekend you know i just want them to be successful um i mean no offense guys you're kind of not i mean it's not supposed to be <laughs> i mean you season i would imagine you would just take the kids and the gun but yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm right, right. Taking the boat, yeah. yeah, but um, it's just like that's just the way I kind of look at it. Is I'm not even hunting this season or this weekend. It's it's the boys. Right. So right. Uh, I don't know, but I'm I'm nervous about so, it because I I need to get out and sight the damn thing in, and uh, it's so yeah, the rain and funny quick story that kind of I'll try to make it quick. It's happened to me this week. It could honestly probably be a podcast in itself, but. In 2020, I had a deer that I was after, and a uh, very distinct deer had a big flyer out the back of its rack. We talked about well, the story I, on the show, bro. Did yeah, we talk we did about the, it already? We, we talked about yeah. it on the show. The one, that, the one that you shouldered? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was on the show. We've talked about it. Because we went and looked for him after. Oh, you, we talked about it, yeah, on the podcast. Like on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so it's one of one of our probably original episodes, like way back when. Yeah. Uh, I thought you were saying we talked about last week. I was like, oh, wait no, a minute, no, it just no, happened to me no, this week. So no. uh so so anyway, that I shouldered this deer, I made a bad shot on him, hit him in the shoulder, tracked him like tried to track him for like two days. We looked and looked and looked like Yep. I looked hard for this deer because I knew I, I had probably found five inches of penetration and uh I knew it wasn't a good shot, but you know, I was just hopeful. Gave up, deer gone, never seen him again. All that jazz happened. Time goes on. A guy I work with, uh, his father-in-law has a farm that's basically across the road from the one I hunt. And uh, was just showing me a picture. He's like, hey, dude, like, you're not going to be happy about this, but check this out. And he shows me a picture of a deadhead. I was like, oh, that's cool. I was like, wait a minute i grab his phone and i zoom in i'm like no way that's my deer like he'd look on his (laughs) yeah he's like what do you know that deer i'm like dude i shot that deer he's like you poached that deer i'm like no 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 (laughs) no no, i shot that deer i shot that deer three years ago he's like no you didn't so i pulled up on my phone i scroll back i save trail camera pictures you know in different places (laughs) Mm -hmm. i pulled pulled up the trail camera picture from 2020 from 2020 whenever that deer was on my farm and I shot him like I had him in velvet I had him hard horn I had him like on specific dates like that was one of my target bucks he found it three years later and it died it it died that year it's the same rack I With mean that it same exact it's not rack. like it yeah no it didn't change it's the same yeah. exact rack same size same like it didn't look like this is not like a year older deer this is that year deer Mm-hmm. completely intact deadhead what are the chances intact. he brought it in he brought it in to work today and i scored it and three years laying in the dirt it scored 144 and three eight or yeah three eights i think nice so it that's big, crazy like i think it was like four and a half inch fire coming out of the back was it all bleached out no, uh, I mean it, it. It is, yeah. It's it's. It doesn't have like a brown to it. It's it's where, pretty white. Where did he find like it? Decayed. Did he find it like uh, it under ex- a bunch of stuff? It or? was exactly. It was exactly eleven hundred yards away. No, it was like in the bottom of a ditch out in the pasture, kind of. No but, shit. Uh, that was it was exactly well eleven hundred yards away because I could tell him exactly on the map where my stand was. He could tell me exactly on the map, so we just pulled up some map resources on Onyx, actually, yeah, and uh, mapped it. But, That's probably why um, squirrels didn't get to it because it was out in a field. Yep, exactly. I'm surprised what mice didn't get to it, but yeah, uh, I'm surprised rodents. Yeah, very very little uh, kind of gnawed on it, but That's cool. Yeah, they, I mean, it, what did I he mean, say? What did he say about that? What he's, did you tell him? I mean, you oh, obviously it, told me it was yours. I mean, did he say yeah. anything like, "Do you want it back?" Or, we talked. Or we what? talked about it. Like he, I, I don't know. I didn't didn't really push it with him. He's cool. He's, he's right. a cool dude. Like we get along good. I don't really want it back. To be truthful with you, like it's just not. I don't know. It reminds me of how I've messed up. I didn't, you know, <laughs> I didn't make a successful kill and and stuff on it. So you messed up, a Ron. <laughs> and he enjoys shed hunting. That's what he like. He doesn't. He's not a big deer hunter, but he likes shed hunting and stuff. So it's a it's a a big find for him yeah and uh no he's he's cool about it and there's no hard feelings because 
I didn't recover the deer, and it's I mean, yeah, and you right. weren't going, and you weren't going to, you weren't going to find. I weren't, no, yards I wasn't going to find him. Yeah, I'm Who glad. I'm glad long. we stopped after the second day because we would have yeah. never found him. I I'm honestly just relieved that that story has an ending. Like, yeah, that's cool. I need to. I'll yeah. put, I'll see if I can post the pictures up on social because it's it's a cool. Oh, story. dude, you should. That's a good idea. Yeah. Like, because like I, put I the trail cameras and then yeah. Uh, yeah yeah. I can yeah. post a velvet picture, awesome. a trail camera picture, and then him holding the deadhead. The deadhead. Yeah, three that's years cool. later. Well, that's cool. Like we said earlier, Jacob Carpenter with Scent Thief is on the show today to kind of talk about Scent Thief and what it is and what's kind of cool about the product. Scent Thief is a uh, uh, scent control product. And I don't know how to say it exactly because it's not like any not other really scent. really an eliminator, but it's, yeah. yeah. It's not really like any other scent control product out there, so it's a thief. That's why. That's why it's called Scent Thief. Well yeah, done. Absolutely. Yes. Um, so yeah. before he does we do a that, really though, good job of explaining it. Yes, he does. Uh, and really, honestly, people like that test you and I were given when we were at ATA, Micah, was just honestly s- surprising as hell. Right? Like, I I cannot believe I can't smell this anymore, just because of that. And that that's all, almost all like the marketing they need. But they can't put you know a bag of shit in front of most people. And uh, spray some synthief in it, you know. So they've got to go other ways, and it's 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 awesome. So before we get into actually, the show, though, uh, yo, got in a little trouble with the old uh, the old governments. The old government said this shit's too the, good. Yeah, this check shit out is, that's a cool yeah. story Jacob tells us towards the end of the podcast. So make sure you stick around and listen to the. Uh, yeah, they wear it like a badge story. of honor. It's a badge of honor. I, I would. I yeah, know. definitely. But let's no. hop into yeah. our sponsors uh, before we get into today's show. Who you want to start with, fellas? Morel, Morel targets. Been shooting the crossbow, getting it all sighted in for the kids. Now I just need to stop raining so the actual kids can shoot it. So, but yeah, Morel targets, man. The bag targets really thrive with that higher speed than uh, than I was expecting. So that's good. Know. That's good. Yep. Awesome. Uh, Weber, Outfitters. Yep. Weber Outfitters. Weberoutfitters.com. Uh, you know we we haven't talked to them in a little while. Out over there. What? So make sure you check out our buddies over there. Yeah, yep. haven't seen them in a while. Uh, they're probably hunting their butts off too. I'm going to be in the St. Louis area next week, and I'm thinking about stopping by if I've got time. There you uh, go. oh, that'd be cool. Don't know if I will or not, but Andy needs something, and I might try to get it for him. I just don't know hey, if I'll have enough time. It. So, uh, you know, check out our folks over there at Weber Outfitters. And Athlon Optics, we talk about them actually in the show a little bit. Um, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're near where scent thief is, is based out of, and you know, they've got some awesome products coming out. Uh, we're excited to get our hands on some new stuff. Um, all my thermals, their current, uh, yeah. Thermal thermals coming out plus, yep. uh, range finders. I mean, right now I'm using the heck out of mine bow hunting. Yep. So, uh, all my thermals are now out of my possession. I no longer have a thermal, so I'm excited to use these new ones. Um, and then, like I said, the Midas tack, I just put on the six creed and it's ready to go. It's just needs to be sighted in. So excited to look through that thing and, and do some shooting. Who you going to go with no next? For sure. Midwest Gunworks. Speaking of guns. Use a code. Yep. Any, what? any, Woods uh, water. Woods water, say 5%, but, uh, any, any parts, any, I don't know, stuff. I was actually... I was looking at uh, 
adjustable gas blocks and triggers mm-hmm. the other day. Okay. I got. I'm gonna upgrade. I'm pretty sure my six five Grindle is probably gonna be my thermal gun. So I'm going yep. to upgrade the trigger. And uh, since I'm running suppressor, I'm gonna have to get a new adjustable gas block. So I was checking out their stuff there. And that's a good point. So, Don't forget, uh, they have you know the that those blueprint maps on their website. So if yep. you're doing a build, if you're that, doing something, that's you can exactly what those, I used. Yep. Yeah. You can pull those blueprint maps and get those specific parts you need. Uh, by just clicking on that blueprint map. So don't forget to check out their website. That's huge. I've used that every time. For sure. I've used that every time I buy something. I actually just go to the map and then go, I need that. And then it brings up Mm -hmm. everything that they sell for that product. It's pretty freaking sweet. Check those boys out over at Midwest Gunworks, uh, River's Edge Tree Stands. Uh, Use the code Missouri10 for 10% off. Uh, plus free shipping on hang-ons and ladders. Speaking of ladders, I got five damn double ladder stands that I put together this summer that are still sitting out behind my shed. And I got a buddy who took his son uh, fishing a couple weeks ago and saw them and was like, hey, are you wanting to sell one of those or anything? I'm like, nah, I'm going to use them. But I'll be honest with you, there's almost zero chance I'm going to put all five of these things up this year. I said, so take one and use it, dude, you know. He's like, I'll get it back to you. I just want to use it for youth season. I want to take my son hunting. I just want to use it for youth season. And I'm like, dude, dude just, those buddies just keep it up. money for some youth season, though. Exactly. I said, just keep it up all damn year. Oh, for sure. You know, I'm not, there's no way I'm going to get five of those up anyways. So uh, he's like, I appreciate that, you know. And so instead of him having to go buy one this season, because the reason why he didn't want to go buy one is he's losing the hunting property that he's hunting on with his son this year. So oh, he doesn't oh, really no. want to go buy a stand. I don't blame him for a you know a season. Right, so not I'm like what he's doing next year. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? But for now, he's just using that. So uh, I'm glad. Make sure you Rivers check out Edge. Rivers Edge Tree Sands. I'm glad Rivers Edge could help out my buddy, and my four is still sitting back out there. But uh, yeah, check them out. Lucky Buck Mineral. Uh, I had deer like a mf'er on min- mineral today, mm-hmm. in the middle of this rain. Uh, when the rain Perfect stopped, attracting right now. They were hammering it for some reason. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had a few. Uh, I had a little spike and a few does on there. Sweet. Yeah. Well, at least yep. you saw the antlers. Well, that's cool. <laughs> they were only about <laughs> four inches. <laughs> that's what she said. Which is, I'm, I'm used yeah. to see. Hey, I'm you used keep, to you seeing keep that. Feeding so. him, keep feeding him Lucky Buck, and and you know, he'll uh, <laughs> might turn grow. to six. It'll be a grower, not a. It'll be a grower. <laughs> okay. Lucky, okay. Lucky buck. Right. Lucky buck mineral. Keep yeah. giving a mineral. It'll be a grower. Perfect. Onyx uh, <laughs> maps. Use our code MWW twenty for twenty percent off. Uh, I was on Onyx just yesterday. Um, well, no Monday, showing uh, our our last guest Ty a, a spot, and we were kind of showing him some stuff, and we brought it up on the desktop, and Micah made a great point. Don't sleep on using the desktop version, folks. Everybody gets oh, no, on their no. phones and their phone, you know, your phone's easy to use. I get it. But if you ever have time and you can get on your computer and get on your Onyx, there are a lot of things you can do with Onyx that is pretty freaking cool. And mm-hmm. some of those options aren't on the mobile app yet. They're just on the desktop version. So, right. you know, check it, check out your desktop version. If you've got elite or premium, You've got it on desktop. So get on, you know, just sign in and check it out. Uh, Black Ovis, use our code MWW10 for 10% off. Um, 
I haven't really needed anything in the last couple of weeks, but um, you know, they hey. they they're pushing that puffy. Do you see that? They're pushing the puffy, but also, I mean, if you if you guys right now are, are crunched on time, there's still time, I believe, if you do an express build on Aero Builder to get you some arrows days, here and ready. I know some people procrastinate, like myself. No, you, get some, you don't some arrows do that. Every once in a while, I procrastinate <laughs> a little bit, you know. But uh, you can get some arrow custom arrows built, sent to your house, and I think, like Mike just said, three days, so... Don't yep. sleep on that arrow builder if you're needing arrows to get out there here in the next couple of weeks. Um, you know, custom arrows straight to your house, multiple options if you don't have time to run to the big box store. Yeah. And the upcharge to to put it in the express is not that much. Yeah, I mean, like I got I got my arrows. MWW10 and get 10% off. You do. Yeah, but so you it's well not that big of a charge now. Saving it. We all got our arrows in the summertime, so I had my arrows within right. five days, anyways. But right, yeah, it was that all, express it was, charge is not that quick. bad. Yeah, it's pretty nice, no. and it no, basically I... what it does it moves you to the front of the line um, yep. because you yep. paid a little extra. And then camo fire, uh, get on that flash sale. You know, a good time to get on camo fire is in the tree stand right now. You know, yeah, get a little bored. You know, everybody, let's let's all be honest. We all get on our phones when we're out there uh, hunting a little bit. Uh, I love mine in the truck. You don't lie. Liar. You're freaking <laughs> yeah, liar. Lying. That is a lie. And, uh, you know, that's a great time to get on that Camel Fire app and see what they got going on that day, you know. Yep. Buy hunting sure. stuff. They've been having some big sales and some of our other sponsors, uh, other partners, uh, Zamberland, Alps, have been on there late recently. Some yep. big sales, yep. like 40 per, a lot 40% of, a lot of Huntworth is having a huge yeah. sale right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Um, but you can buy hunting stuff from Camel Fire while you're hunting. Now that's cool. oh there you go, and then finally reveal cameras Boom. by tactic cam man. Uh, like Mike says, can't uh, say enough good things recorded. about. Oh, huh. I mean yeah, but <laughs> we were just saying, Andy, we we were done recording with Jacob, and he's like, oh crap. My my number one just showed up. <laughs> it's like yeah, like it's literally like we're just... sitting there talking. And boom, there he is, just cruising by. Yep, yep. Like nine it's o'clock nice at night, that. which is nice to know because he's close to being where you need him during the day and he's not dead yet so that's yep. cool that's right he's yeah, still there some good thing yeah I, I i would give anything right now micah for you and i just to see him on camera just just once just one one picture oh, baraka. of baraka yep and then we would know yeah hey, we, you're, so you're telling me there's a chance if anything i think it's gonna have to be the rep before that guy shows up again wait a minute what was all that one in a million talk uh, I have a chance. You, you I are just right. said that. You are right. That, that you guys are about like Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> That's appropriate. Uh, Andy, hey, hey, Andy, Andy. You know what I love about not being in person? I can tell you fuck off, and you can't hit me right now. <laughs> I can't reach your ass. <laughs> Even your long ass right, arms hey, can't get over. Let's get these listeners onto the show. We've kept them long All enough right. here. Let's get into the show with Jacob Carpenter with Synth Thief. This is the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast.
Okay. With us tonight, uh, Jacob Carpenter with Scent Thief. This has been a long time coming, but we finally got our schedules copacetic, and Jacob is with us tonight. What's up, man? How's it going? Yeah, I'm excited to be here. It's It has been a long time coming. We've spent a lot of time shooting emails back and forth trying to set something up, and I'm glad we were able to get a date together. Yeah, and you're... I guess it's a good thing because you're the you're the first guest we've ever had. Uh, we just talked about this, but you're the first guest we've ever had where all four of us are here. Me, Andy, Micah, and Jacob are all virtual. We've never done a show that way, so you're the first. First time for everything in three years. Episode one eighty three. Years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's Ep- awesome. Episode one eighty three is the first one. Well, hopefully, well, fingers crossed. Yeah. There's no technical difficulties. Yeah, we'll see how awesome it is if yeah. a storm comes up or something like exactly. that. Exactly. Everybody loses internet. I got I got garbage internet. Yeah. Micah's using his phone hotspot. I think Andy's the only one with decent internet out of the three of us. And well, that's just because he knows the guy. That's true. <laughs> he can just, hey, Pat, I need you to boost my internet tonight. <laughs> Thanks, Pat. <laughs> yeah. Pat needs to get, get citizens out here to us. That's what he needs. But. Right. All right, um, so Jacob, uh, before we get into the, today's topic, why don't you introduce yourself, tell us about uh, who you are, where you're from, and uh, what you do, and a little bit about what Scent Thief is. Yeah, so uh, my name is Jacob Carpenter. Uh, I've been working with Scent Thief for the past year now, kind of officially. Scent Thief, I've been around Scent Thief for a really long time. My dad is the owner of Scent Thief, and we bought the company from Russell Epperson, who was the inventor, about four years ago. And in that time, we've kind of rebranded and, and really focused on bringing it to market and pushing it through social media and just bringing it out to as many hunters as we can. Um, so it's been really fun for me to be a part of this because my background is not really in hunting. It's in athletics and coaching. So I was a coach and teacher for the past three years in Kansas City. Uh, loved my job, loved what I was doing. Uh, but St. Thief had grown to a point where they needed some some extra help, and it was a good stepping off point for me. So I was able to step off and joined the scent thief team and it's been great we've been uh pushing really hard on social media and we're starting to get some some eyes looking at us so it's been it's been fun to see it grow nice um yeah what uh what's your hunting background like i mean are you uh do you hunt now or what what's your uh what's your background when it comes to that yeah so this past year i've been really able to dive into it and i love it um primarily bow hunter so i i try to stay away from rifle hunting if i can i love shooting guns um, but I think it's, it's more fun to, to hunt with a bow personally. I mean, that's total personal preference. Um, but I've been hunting my whole life. It's been kind of sparse because of sports. I mean, that, that kind of really cuts into hunting season. So, uh, it's taken away from that quite a bit, but now, like I said, this past year, I've been able to dive into it. So I've been getting into the stand. My dad and I just got back from a moose hunt up in Canada, uh, which was a lot of fun. We hey, had yeah, a man. Out there, got back from a whitetail hunt in Texas. Uh, so we've been hitting it pretty hard and, uh, you know, just getting in as much as I can, but I've been around it my whole life. Just haven't really been able to dive into it like I have this past year. So nice. How was the, uh, the moose hunt? It was awesome. Yeah, no, it was great. It was awesome. Um, being up in Canada is, uh, quite an experience. I mean, if anybody that hasn't been up there, it's a totally different world. Um, the animals up there are beautiful moose or ginormous animals i mean i've been telling people that the only animals that i've seen in person that are bigger than a moose is a elephant and a giraffe at the zoo so (laughs) being able to hunt those things and and see them in person and get up close and personal with them especially with a bow uh it was definitely a bucket list thing so it was a a great time 
so do you go how's it like in canada works my, my nephew's up there right now actually and he is on like a i think he's on honestly like an indian reservation like they have tags they can issue and like kind of guide you is that kind of the same way you did or is there like how's that work public land up there i don't know yeah, so we we hunted public land, but we got our tags through an outfitter. So we did an outfitter okay. tag. Um, went up to Northern Alberta Outfitters. They're up in Fort Assiniboine, which is like two and a half hours northwest of Edmonton. Um, and so they had a lodge up there. We stayed up there, uh, and then they had. I mean, man, the land up there is just it goes for miles and miles. I mean, it's untouched wilderness for as far as you can see. It's incredible. Um, so yeah, you know, it's public land up there. Um, they, they had cut loggers come in and kind of level all the trees. And then as, as new things start to grow up out of there, uh, the moose like to eat that. So we would hunt the edge of the cut blocks and Makes call sense. them where we thought, thought that they were. So it was different, totally different than whitetail hunting. And it was, uh, it was kind of a breath of fresh air to do that. So did you have success? Did you walk away with a moose? Yeah, my dad and I both did. So my dad and I, my dad got, he got shot his at 71 yards um which was i mean impress anything with a bow is a trophy but to so shoot y'all, y'all y'all were both using a bow then right yep awesome awesome yeah. it was uh like i said anything with a bow is a trophy my dad was able to take one at 71 yards and then mm-hmm. mine was actually at last light we were walking out um and i saw mine at about 40 yards and so i tried to stock up to him and he started coming my way and peeled off at about 20 yards and i was oh. able to get a shot off at 20 as he was going into the brush so double lunged him and he was he made it about 20 yards and i think the arrow went farther than he did if i'm being honest with you but oh, that's all that's nice awesome. that's great yeah like i would shoot the first legal thing i'd see but like right. as far as inches go how how would they score i mean that it matters but just out of curiosity i think i want to say mine was 52 inches but the, the Dude, thing so that's like yeah that's like a big moose well yeah. so it was it's wide for sure but the thing that people don't realize about so we were in alberta and i think when people think of moose hunting and trophy moose hunting they think of like northern yukon and alaska where they like they have these giant paddles on them and there are a couple of those moose in alberta but to shoot a moose like what you would up in canada or in i'm sorry in alaska and northern yukon is like shooting a 200 inch deer in kansas and missouri I mean, they're, yeah, they're okay. there, but they're pretty hard to find them. So, yeah, I mean, if you see a sure. moose, the, an antlered moose, and you pass on it, they're not too happy with you. They, <laughs> I mean, they want to on it. That's, that's how we were with awesome. our elk. I mean, and those two were in Colorado, and I was in Wyoming. If it was legal, it was getting shot. Like, there was no, right. oh, well, this isn't a 300-inch or 350-inch bull. Oh, well, we're going to have to move on. No, it's <laughs> – no. We had. I, uh, I was praying for calves to walk by, man. <laughs> I didn't, yeah, I didn't even I care. Like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I do not care. I just want to get one. Day one, yeah. Yeah, if you'd miss completely. Yeah, day one, we were like, yeah. eh, we'll see, you know. But then, like day, day three, anything that's legal is getting shot. It's like there's there's no more. Um, right. Yeah. Well, and especially if you're if you're bow hunting, it's your first moose tag. I mean, you're oh. you, you want to come home with something, regardless of what it is. So. Yep. Yeah, no doubt. Right. Yeah, because then you can go well, over six. Yeah, you can quickly go six years, so, and then uh, you're you're you have nothing. So yeah, that was a good call. Exactly. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> getting back kind of the topic. Um, so what made your dad decide that he wanted to buy a scent company, or you know, lack of scent, whatever you want to call it? 
uh, what yeah. made him decide to do that? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't want to get too far down a rabbit hole, but he, he had been, I mean, he's been a hunter his whole life. I grew up on a, on a farm in a small town in Southeast Kansas. Uh, so I've been around him my whole life and my mom actually worked for dead down wind when I was really little, um, for, for a little while. And so we had tried everything in the book. Um, and you know, there's definitely products out there that, that help you. And there's no question about that. There's products out there that do do something to help mask your scent. Um, but there, in our experience, there's never been anything that has totally worked hundred percent of the time to fool a deer's nose a vast majority of the time that we go out to hunt. So my dad had been elk hunting for, you know, 20 plus years and he went on an elk hunt and he wasn't seeing a whole lot and they were sitting at a watering hole that hadn't had a whole lot of luck. And they had actually this old bottle of scent thief. Um, so I don't know if you can see it, but old school. it's a, uh, the old school bottle and never heard of it before, never seen it. And they said, take this with you, try it out. Um, we got a shipment of it in and it's been doing uh, really well for us. So he opened the bottle up and smelled it. And his first reaction was, I am not using this. There's no way that this is going to work. This smells like menthol. I mean, this is ridiculous. <laughs> um, but he hadn't had any luck that whole trip. So we took it with him and he, he sat in that front of that watering hole on a wrong wind. Um, the wind was blowing in the wrong direction and it was like just a Hail Mary type type sit. And, uh, he said he had 40 elk come in downwind of him and sit at that watering hole. And he went back to camp and was kind of in disbelief and didn't really know what to think of it. And so we went back to the same spot the next day and saw, you know, about 30 elk come into the same watering hole from downwind of him again shot his first elk, um, came home and told my mom is, I think that we need to, uh, invest in this pretty heavily because this is something special. So his, his background is in the restaurant business. He, he owns Sonics for a long time. He owns a breakfast company, uh, in Kansas city now. And, um, he wanted to diversify a little bit and he found something that worked unlike anything he'd ever seen. And so bought into it and we were able to kind of dive into how it works and understand the science behind it a little bit more, which has been great. Yeah, that I think that's the the thing that has. I don't know how I want to say it, but I guess I'll say take the scent world by storm. How about that? That's yeah. the way we're gonna say it. Um, is the how it is different based on what I know about it? How it is, and this is just from talking honestly to Russell at ATA last year. You know, we had like a right. 30, 40 minute conversation with him, and I think maybe you, but honestly, I don't remember who we met. And yeah. Um, it was just, it's not the same as anything, you know, yeah. and I, and all three of us and, and on this call with you have tried everything out there because, you know, we're serious about controlling our scent. We, we play the wind, but you know, there's those times where sometimes the wind's not exactly how you thought it would be. And then you might get caught. And so we've, we've tried it all. Uh, like we were just talking about another product before we started recording. So we've tried it all. Um, what's the science behind scent thief you know as much as you can talk about that makes it so different than you know other bottle sprays yeah yeah no so you're you're right it is totally unique and before i get into that that is probably the hardest thing that we deal with uh when we're selling it to people is getting them to hear this and not think that we're snake oil salesmen by saying listen this is totally different i mean it's completely different than anything that you've used and you kind of gotta change your thinking a little bit um but yeah so what makes it different there's really in the odor elimination side of hunting, it's 
first off, it's pretty saturated. There's a lot of companies in there and, and everybody claims to have, have the solution. Uh, but there's really three big key players in there. And the first branch is companies that use enzymes to try to eat at your human odor. And the problem with that is that we are always emitting odor and there's no enzyme that can totally eliminate your human smell. There, there's no uh, enzyme molecule that can eat at all of your human odor. So that doesn't really work all the time. I mean, don't you as a human continue to like produce enzymes that, you know, don't you like produce odor constantly? Yeah. We, I mean, you're never not producing odor molecules. Yeah. I mean, so I, mean, I can never... see the problem with that strategy is, I mean, you're not, you can never catch up. Right. Yeah. It's right. A, it's It'll work for that. maybe a minute or two type thing. It might work for a set amount of time. Is that kind of how that works? Yeah. Yeah. So are you talking about the enzyme? Yeah, the yeah, enzyme eliminators. Yeah. yeah, so I think that I'm I'm not too familiar with it again because I'm new in this industry. I never really dove into using all that kind of stuff a lot, but from my understanding, um, they spray down beforehand, and the idea is that the enzymes will eat at your odor molecules that are attached to your clothing, and then once you put the clothing on, somehow those enzymes are still supposed to eat at your odor molecules as you're in the clothing and as you're as you're sitting. And like I said again, that might help. Definitely, it might help. Uh, but you're always emitting odor. Your body is constantly creating molecules that put off a foul odor to deer. And in our belief, there's just no product that has enzymes that will eliminate 100% of your, your odor. And so the other one that we talked about before the podcast is something that just throws as much smell into a deer's nose as they possibly can to try to overpower that, that sense of smell. And in our experience, the problem with that is that it only works for a little bit. Uh, deer's sense of smell is so strong and they can sift through so many odors at one time that even if it jams their sense of smell or overpowers their sense of smell, it doesn't take them a whole whole lot of time to sift through that and, and kind of get their sense of smell back and be able to pick off different odors at, at the same time. And then the third one is, is like an ozone product. Um, and I don't quite know what ozone does, um, but I have I've read some studies that it's not the best stuff out there for you. Um, it can cause some harm to the human body in some way. Uh, so Synthief, how it's different is it's a blend of essential oils. So it's a really simple base formula. It's a blend of essential oils that we combine in a specific way and we mix it with water. So it's essential oils and water. And really what it is, it's the first product that we've ever introduced or that's ever been introduced to the market that numbs the olfactory nerve. So it, it shuts down the ability to detect any odors at all. So as long as you're in the presence of scent thief or an animal is in the presence of scent thief and they get those uh, vapors in their nose, they can't differentiate any other smell. So scent thief is the only thing that they'll recognize. And because it numbs their sense of smell, they don't notice that anything's off. They, they can't tell that there's a lack of smell or that scent thief is the only thing that they smell because they don't know, they don't realize that their sense of smell is numbed. So, huh. so it works a little bit different than anything else that's on the market. And there's a lot of applications for it. And, you know, we've, we've seen overwhelmingly positive results from a lot of the hunters well, that have used it. So. And I realize we're human beings, but the thing that made us so interested in it was when we were at ATA, Russell had us what was the, what did he have in the freaking Ziploc bag that smelled? Was it yeah, actual it shit? Like, what was it? Yeah, like trappers use it, right? Yeah, that's what it was. Stink something like that. And yeah, so he he 
what did he do? So he he had us smell the bag, and it was like, yep, that smells like garbage. And yep. then he sprayed the scent thief into the bag on the stuff, and then he had us stick our nose back in there, and we couldn't smell it anymore. All we yeah. smelled was I, – I said I thought I smelled like a pine tree, or I can't remember what I said. And yeah. Micah, yeah, Micah like thought I he smelled spray, something else. When I spray else, it, sage, I get the sage – smell and like me and my wife we went hunting the other day and we sprayed down with it and she's like i can't remember what she said about it she said it smelled a little different but uh she's like that's that's delicious so it, it doesn't have a bad smell for sure yeah. so it's really interesting that you say that because i mean i smell menthol there for a while i smelled eucalyptus but if you go to like ata and you do that test with somebody and they've never smelled something before they're going to give you a different answer. I mean, everybody smells something different. And uh, Russell's really good at explaining why that is. Um, and I'll try to give you the footnotes of it. But basically, the human brain can only retain a certain amount of smells um, throughout the course of your life. And I think by the time you hit 15 or 16 years old, you you have all of those smells um, registered in your brain. So anytime you smell something that you haven't smelled before, you kind of register it with something that you've smelled previously. So if I, if I smell scent thief, there's nothing that's ever been created that numbs the olfactory nerve as effectively as scent thief does. Right. So when you smell scent thief and, and your olfactory nerve is numbed, your brain is trying to associate it with something. So it pulls from, you know, probably what people are talking about around you. Like if somebody around you says it smells like pine or dirt or eucalyptus, chances are they're going to say it smells like that too. But if you give it to a little kid, I mean, we've gotten cotton candy, bubble gum all the way to, you know, roses. And so, it, I mean, it varies between varies between yeah. people. It's very interesting, too. The, the last hunt I went on, I hunted on the ground. And when I got to where I was going, I used my feet and I, I cleared the ground. So I was moving yeah. dirt, you know, moving dirt around a lot. And usually I will smell, I smell the dirt, you know, fresh dirt. I smell it. I, well, I couldn't smell it because I had scent thief all over me. I just sprayed down maybe five minutes before that. And when I spray down, Micah can probably attest to this. I spray down heavy. Like I get wet, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, I do. Uh, with yeah. stuff. That's what she said. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's the other thing I noticed is like, I don't smell the dirt. Uh, I don't smell, like I didn't smell stuff anymore, which, you know, yeah. I mean, can, <laughs> you know, all be, I guess a bit of a negative for the human being when you're not smelling. But honestly, like, that's such a, a a minor problem for you to have compared to the deer smelling you uh, that, you know, you, you would de- gladly accept it. But um, So fun, funny story to yeah. add to, to what Nate's talking about. So I, I've had Cynthia for a little bit, a buddy of mine in, in town here, I think knew Russell maybe or something of that nature. And like they were kind of, you know, trying to help him promote it and stuff. He gave me some of it and I had it in my truck. Well, the the guys know that my truck was set in my shed for a while, and it got infested with mice. Oh, man. The mice got up into my air intake. It got up into my AC, and it's you can imagine what that smell like, right? There's, oh, yeah. there's mice nests, and it smelled horrible. Yeah, so I was taking the truck. I drove the truck for a couple of days before I could stop and get it fixed. You know, just get the time to go get filters, everything. You know, we sucked down everything. In the meantime, I had to give my cousin a ride, Austin. And he's getting ready to jump in the truck. I'm like, oh, he's going to jump in this truck. It smells like mice piss. Shit. Well, I have it had Cynthia stuck in my door. I'm like, wait a minute. This will work. I just hosed down the interior of my cab of my truck with Cynthia. 
went, picked him up. He jumped in the truck. We drove with us. I said, hey, uh, do you smell anything? Like, do you smell it? He's like, no, why? Like, what are you talking about? I was like, you don't smell mice piss? And to me, I could still, I mean, subconsciously, I think it was in my head, smell it. He's like, right. no, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, it reeked of mice piss. Like, actually, like, it was, but it was it, bad. It was bad. bad. <laughs> like, they, they, they wrote it for a minute. Like, it was bad. He did not smell it whatsoever in that trip. Yeah, that's I awesome. Ho- I hosed down the cab of my truck, just sprayed. He got in it. He's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. So it completely covered. It'll cover your interior cab of a truck, alternate use here. Yeah. No, that's that's funny that you say that. And um, I know we're talking about hunting, but I mentioned earlier that there's a bunch of different applications for it. And it's funny you say that because I so at the gym that I go to, there's a there's a guy that I work out with and he works for Enterprise Rent-A-Car. And he says one of the problems that they have with rental cars that are returned, especially on the Missouri side, is they just reek of weed. Easy. And- <laughs> Easy. <No>. <laughs> <laughs> You guys so have you guys have gambling over there. We have uh, marijuana. Right, yeah. And we'll go over to Missouri to get that. You guys come over to Kansas to. to, to well, I was saying, I, I thought you were going to stop, especially on the Missouri side. I thought you were digging oh. Missouri here. No, it's because we we're the only ones with legalized weed because <laughs> we smoke through. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No, you guys have you guys are the uh, you guys got a little bit more fun than we do over here. Um, but no, anyway. So when he uh, when they rent out cars to new people that are needing to rent cars, a lot of the problems that they have are the people that want to rent cars don't want them because they just absolutely reek. Reek. And so I gave him one of our wafers and told him to throw it underneath the the driver's seat of his car. And he came back to me and said that that's the only thing that they've used that has gotten rid of the smell. Wow. So, that's pretty I, cool. I firmly believe it. Like I, I'm, yeah, I'm sold on it just from experience. Yeah. So, but yeah. So go ahead, Jake. With, no, I'll be real quick. With the deer, you were talking about humans smelling it and you not being able to smell the dirt when you kicked it up. And it's good that it numbs our sense of smell too. Um, but a lot of the times, especially when it's about time to reapply, a lot of people ask us, when should I reapply? Um, you know, if if the weather's bad and I can't smell it anymore, do I need to reapply? And a lot of the times the answer is yes. But even if you can't smell scent thief, you got to remember that a deer, a coyote, or whatever you're hunting, their sense of smell is so much stronger than ours that even if we can't smell it, chances are scent thief is still present in the area and they're still going to get it in their nose. And so even if they get just a little bit, it works a lot better on the animal than it does ours just because they they have so many more receptors and they're so more susceptible to the effects of scent thief than we are. So okay, right, that's good. Let's, let's, good let's talk about uh, applying a little bit. Yeah. Do I need to drench myself like Nathan does or like sprays? You know, more is better. Recommended the whole body? Dose. More is better. Dose. One bottle per application. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, that's, so that's great marketing. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely am with Nate on this. And this is just because, you know, I have a stockpile of scent thief, but I, I like to soak myself down. Really what we tell people just cover all of your clothing. So if you've got something that can, like a, a piece of clothing that can wick scent thief, just spray it down. Um, typically eight to 10 sprays before you go out just to cover from head to toe is good. Um, and then once you sit, when you reapply, if you're going to reapply it on yourself, I give six to eight sprays to cover myself. So you don't need to soak yourself in it. Um, if it makes you feel good and it makes you feel like you are more covered that way, by all means do that because Heck, I do it. I mean, um, 
I like the smell of it. So if I, if I don't smell it, I know it's still working, but I want to smell it. So I'm going to spray myself down uh, right. a little bit, but. So, but you don't necessarily have to worry about like, you know, sometimes I wear a face mask. A lot of times I don't, or, you know, like the back of the neck or the hands, if I'm not wearing gloves, you don't necessarily have to worry about like your skin. It's mostly just the clothing itself. Yeah, no, you don't have to worry about your skin at all. It's it's totally okay. safe for your skin. It's totally safe for your clothing. It doesn't leave any kind of uh, residue or film or anything like that. But um, the the idea behind Scent Thief and, and how it works is, is it doesn't remove any of your odor. Um, so if you have, like in that test that we did at the ATA show, uh, that's that odor was still there. And that whatever was in that bag, it still smelled but your ability to smell it was just gone. Wiped out, um, yeah. so it, works, it works the same when we're hunting. So you don't have to worry about spraying it on your skin. Um, if you are wearing clothing that you don't want to get wet, you can spray it on the surrounding area and it's going to work just as fine. Hmm. Um, the you idea just need it that, in the air. Really. Yeah. You get it in the air and they get it in their nose. And once they get it in their nose, you don't have to worry about anything. That yeah. That's okay. Well, sure. and I know everybody's got a different regimen. Um, you know, I think Andy, myself, and Mike are all very similar, but during hunting season, you know, all of my hunting clothes gets washed in scent-free detergent, and then I air dry it outside. Um, the days I'm I'm hunting, I will take a shower with scent-free um, soap or whatever you call it, uh, which you guys actually make a product, I think. But Yeah, we do. Uh, I don't think yep. I have it. But um, so I will, you know, I'll wash and totally scent-free type of soap and then my deodorant is scent-free deodorant so you know i try to be a scent-free i can't as i can but all you got to do is walk 30 feet and you know if you get a little warm you know you're sweating and you know you're producing odors and like you said the human body's producing odor at all times but i do my best to limit that and then right. then i've always used some sort of spray when i get out in the field you know this yeah. year it's it's scent thief and uh then that scent thief is in a small enough bottle that i just take it with me you know, out in the, the stand or, or on the ground in this situation. Um, I haven't used the wafer yet that also you can use and hang up next to you and, and get it wet. But, you know, there's other options uh, outside of, of just spraying yourself down. But um, do you find people using any different types of um, scent control uh, regimens in conjunction with Sit Thief? Or do they get even uh, lazier, I guess I'd call it? Uh, because they're using scent thief yeah no that's a great question and that is something that we we do see a lot of and i want to be careful here because like i said we my dad and grandpa before we got into scent thief we used everything and and they kind of got into a routine and you know they were hunters are pretty stubborn when they when they find something that 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 they like, they don't want to change it a whole lot. And by all means, we're not telling anybody to change anything. If you've got a routine that you like to do before you hunt, stick with that. I mean, we don't want you to get off your rhythm and, and change anything. All scent thief really is, is it's that final product. That's final missing piece that, that you need, uh, in, in your hunt. So if you, uh, I think the only thing that is a little touchy is if, if there's a hunter that loves to use attractants, um, the only thing that you have to worry about when using an attractant is that you don't place it in the scent cone of scent thief. Cause if you place the attractant where scent thief is present, it's not, it's not going to work. I mean, the, the deer won't be able to smell it. So that's kind of the only thing that you really have to change. Um, is if you are a hunter that loves to use attractants, 
you might have to set it a little bit farther away from your stand. I mean, obviously you want to still put it in eye shot of where your stand is, but you're going to have to set it outside of where you're at a little bit. But as far as preparation goes and, and anything like that, we have laundry detergent and we have a body wash, great products that I use. Um, but again, how scent thief works, you don't really need those. Um, the things that I use every time I go out and hunt are number one, I use the wafer and number two, I use the field spray. I spray down before I go and sit. When I get to my sit, I'll hang a wafer above my head. And then as I'm sitting, I'll reapply. And that's, that's all it takes. Do you reapply to the wafer I got one yourself? Of so, yeah, I was going to say, I have one of the wafers and I haven't used it. Is that something just to soak it or does it come pre-soaked and I just set it out and it's good for however long? Yeah, no. So it, it comes pre-soaked. So the, uh, the field spray is our essential oil base with water. Um, and then our wafer is just our essential oil base. So the wafer is a much heavier, uh, scent uh, so it's concentrated, concentrated. Right. It's, a, it's a very heavily concentrated, um, scentsy formula. And so really what it's designed for is if you start to run low on your field spray, but you have a wafer and the wind really starts to swirl, um, as you've been sitting throughout your, your hunt, those heavier oils that are in the wafer are going to kind of settle down around your stand and kind of at the level that the deer are walking. And so if the wind does swirl or change direction, it's just going to carry those oils out to where, wherever the wind blows. So it's just an extra layer of protection. Um, we find that it, it lasts about two full days of hunting and, as it dries up, you can still spray it down with the field spray before you put it back in its in its package and it lasts, you know, another two or three days. So you can definitely spray it down, soak it up again, and it and it's good to go. It works just the same. Okay. Nice. So uh and you know, feel free to like, you know, say no, we can't talk about this. But one of the cool things about Synth Thief that I I I think I knew this before we saw you guys at ATA was Well, the only reason the only reason we know this is because we before we came and talked to you we were talking to our friends over at athlon drake and them and yeah. he was like dude you guys gotta go check out Cynthia. that's what and it was kind of yeah yeah so continue with your story nate <laughs> and so uh one thing that's kind of interesting is the product was so and i'm i'm butchering this i'm sure i am and jacob can fix it up but the product was so good that somebody came after you guys or yeah. like put a hold on you guys when this was uh, early, I think maybe before you guys might've been in the ownership side of it, but what, what was the whole story with, with what happened there? Yeah, no, that, I think that that's by far my favorite Cynthia story. Um, and it's, it's a testament to how good it is and how effective it is. So before, before the story in, in Cynthia's original form, um, it, it's completely odorless. So when you come in contact with Cynthia, you don't smell pine or eucalyptus or menthol or whatever you think you smell. It's it's just totally blank and your sense of smell is just gone. So I think it was in, I want to say it was in 2013. It was either 2011 or 2013. Um, Russell had kind of finalized his design and he was starting to, to bring it to market a little bit. And he was sending it off to universities to have them study it. And so we think that this is how they kind of got alerted to it. But the Department of Justice came and seized everything from Russell. So they took all of his research, they took all of his findings, all of his product, told him that he was not to sell it, not to promote it or tell anybody about it until they got back to him. And that whole process lasted a year. So they <sighs> confiscated it from him and he kind of left him out to dry for a whole year. Land of the so free, they, like, right? Tell him Land they of the were free. coming. Yeah. They no, tell him they're coming. They just like raided his shit. They just showed up, knocked on his door and said, hey, we're here to... To look into this stuff so oh hell yeah so 
there for a year. He didn't know what was going on. And this was, this was well before we had met him. Um, but obviously, you know, we're pretty familiar with the story. So a year goes by, they come back to him and they say, you can sell this, but in order for it to be federally legal, you have to put in a social smell that can be associated with scent thief. So in hindsight, that really helped us because what you smell scent thief today is a result of the Department of Justice coming in and saying that we can't make it in its base form. Rewind a little bit, kind of got off track. The, the reason that they came in and seized it from Russell was we think that it, during a university study, they were alerted to the fact that canine units weren't able to identify any substance when in the presence of scent thief. So when they were around scent thief in a lab study, they weren't able to, you know, accurately identify any substance as long as scent thief was present with them. So the Department of Justice came back, said you have to put a smell with scent thief in order for us to train dogs or train something in the, you know, if we were need to, to identify scent thief. And so it gave us, you know, a twofold benefit. Obviously, when you smell scent thief, now you can recognize it. Anytime you smell scent thief, you're like, hey, you know, that's that's scent thief. I, I recognize what that is. On the other hand, what it really helped us with was it kind of gives a calming effect to deer and, and other animals. So as they get scent thief in their nose, not only is their sense of smell completely numbed, but that earth scent, which is just another essential oil, kind of puts them into a relaxed state because it's a familiar smell to them. So yeah. it really ended up helping us, but there for a little bit, he was uh, kind of on the ropes and not really, he didn't know what was going to happen. It's almost so. the best marketing that you could right. ask for. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like yeah. if, if the, whoever, the government is like, uh, your shit's too good. We don't like it. You know, yeah. that, that's almost a, it's almost like a badge of honor. <laughs> yeah. Like, Absolutely. Hey, uh, scent thief, they took our shit. <laughs> like yeah. that's all you, right. you know what I'm saying? Like uh, it's, I mean, that's, that's really cool. And and that's kind of the, the story that I had heard. I mean, I heard it, you know, a few times. And so I didn't know, you know, all of it. And I had heard the reason it smells now is because it had to have a smell. Um, yeah. And, and I yep. think that's so, what the story we heard. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And so it's actually a federal crime for us to make it and sell it in its original form. So if, if you ever get scent thief that doesn't smell like scent thief, it's just totally blank. Um, that's no good. Oh, cool. <laughs> no <way. laughs> we don't want to know about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so I, I they thought that we were making it for the cartels or, or something. Um, think, but yeah, it, that's a Homeland security threat possibly. Like you could hide all kinds of shit with that. Right. Yeah. And so the, the thing that's interesting is even now, um, a dog might be able to recognize that something's not quite right, but unless you train a dog deliberately to recognize the effects of scent thief on their nose, they still have trouble with it. Um, so it, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. I mean, it's really fascinating how it works and that it has the effect that it does. Cause you don't really see that ever. I mean, there's, there's nothing that in, in my experience of scouring YouTube and the internet, there's nothing that yeah has worked like like scent thief has so yeah uh unfortunately this year i haven't had a deer in front of me but the one thing i did notice was that night i told you i was on the ground i left the the stand or the ground a little early and not 25 minutes after i left a doe walked right in front of that camera that i was sitting near and she you know obviously she didn't seem like she even knew there was a person there um, right. That's one of the biggest things for me is, you know, when I don't see deer, 
or, you know, I haven't worn it coyote hunting yet, which I need to change. Coyote hunting, we're always so, like, quick trying to get in and out that yeah. it's I, – I just leave it be. I need to do that. But um, Joke's on you guys. It's been our secret weapon for a year. I know. I know. I've, I've, I've got it in my truck with me. I just haven't put it on. <laughs> um, me and Austin used it the other day. <laughs> the – you know, it's not so much like even if you see a deer that you want to shoot, it's it's your your uh, footprint that you leave in the woods. Right. If I can, you know, go in and hunt and uh, unfortunately not be successful, but then I can get out of there so I can get in and out with deer not knowing I was around, uh, that's a win right there because the next time I come back, there might have been a buck in the area that may, maybe got freaked out if he walked by and smelled me. Uh, mm-hmm. me that was there and if he didn't then it's more likely he'll be there the next time so you know that's the other reason i'm a fan of potentially using you know this move you know going long term because dude if it's going to do those things for me uh it's just another tool for me to use you know like i'm all we're all, all three all four of us in this room are always going to be guys that play the wind like i don't think yeah. i'm ever going to purposely like your dad sitting over that water hole like I, I get that but i don't think i'm ever like with a conscience gonna go like i'm gonna go walk in downwind of a 200 inch buck today let's do it i don't think yeah. i'm ever gonna be able to bring myself to do it but you know it's those times where you feel like hey he's gonna come in right here and he ends up coming just a little bit further north than you expected and that wind oh. might clip him you know it's just it's keeping you in the game longer hopefully yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm I'm with you a hundred percent, and it's it's so hard to get out of the mind frame of hunting a specific wind on a specific day, but and I, I'm I'm not trying to sell you on this because I know that our hunting days are precious, and you don't want to waste them, um, and you don't want to feel like you're wasting them. But man, most of the deer that I see now, and again, I've only been doing it for a year consistently, but I, I mean, I've hunted for multi, you know almost my whole life, but consistently for this past year. Everything that I've seen, whether it be from the moose to the whitetail or any kind of predator that I am trying to go after, a vast majority of them come in from downwind of me. And and I think that I was talking about this a couple of days ago with somebody, but if you think that a, an animal doesn't know how to play the wind or doesn't know how to maneuver based on where the wind's going, I mean, you're crazy. It's That's their environment. That's their home. They're comfortable there. They know how to do that. So if you've got something that allows you to to sneak your sneak around and, and play the wind the wrong way and you're sitting on a bad wind and it allows you to be in there undetected i mean that's that's fantastic you're you obviously you're going to see more animals and you're going to see more deer and have a higher success rate and so on one hand it's really hard to get somebody to do that because your days are precious and you don't <laughs> want to waste them but on the other hand you know we're pretty confident that we've got something that allows you to do that so if you don't want to do that, that's fine. I, I don't blame you at all. But if you want to put it to the test and you want to see some stuff that you didn't think you could get a, could get away with, I mean, th- this is it. Synthief is your answer to that. Well, that makes so. sense because usually a good win for you to go hunting is a bad win for the deer. Right. That's why it's a good win for you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, all of us, most of the deer I've killed with a bow – have been when I've almost been busted. You know, it's like right. the deer was doing what it thought was safe for itself, and it just happened to not be, 
you know, in the in perfect spot. You know, I happened to just be just off of where he needed to be to to bust me. And so if you go in with a perfect win, an actual like, oh, I I need a southwest win. This is what I need. Then it's not good for the deer. So the chances you see in them are not great. I I totally understand that. Um, yeah. Like Andy's place, every time I've southwest wind is what I always wanted, but I never killed a deer on a southwest wind there, not once. Because it was perfect for me, not good for the deer. And I mean, Andy, Micah, you you guys are probably seeing the similar thing when you kill deer. It's you know not like perfect wind, but uh, you know it's it's enough that you were able to get in front of the deer. Um, I don't know. I might try it sometime. Like just the best. Yeah. Think about like the best wind for a deer and see what happens. Um, yeah. Especially if I'm starting no, I, to get up against it. Yeah, and, and again, you guys have been hunting much longer than I have, and you're you know you're experts in this compared to me um, by, uh, <laughs> you forgot what show you're on he said ex- a- did you guys hear that he said experts I put it on record yeah uh, but no i mean you you guys understand that you you know that deer know how to play the wind and if you're hunting on a wind that like what you just said nate if you're hunting on wind that's good for you it's bad for the deer and if you can find something that allows you to sit on a on a wind that's not so not supposed to be good for you but you can do it confidently i mean your chances are you're going to be pretty successful that makes sense deer's got to win win 365 days we just got to win one if you can steal one of those days that's all it takes one of those minutes you just need one minute you know what i'm saying like that's all you need makes sense you spend hours in the stand for what 30 seconds of a trophy buck to walk in front of you Right, pretty much. That's yeah, exactly that, how that, it that works. Time is yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, what are you, uh, you, you uh, after the whitetails right now? Pretty hard. Yeah. So we hit. I mean, these past couple of weeks have been busy for us. Like I said, our, our our moose hunt up in Canada was about a week long. We were able to tag out early, so we came home a little bit early. Um, when we got home, we drove straight down to Texas. We were in Mason, Texas, which is just a little bit outside of Fredericksburg, um, and whitetail hunted down there. And so we were, you know, kind of looking forward to relaxing a little bit. So we've been kind of holding off and waiting for this cold front to roll in. So it it looks like it's going to, temperature is going to drop pretty heavy next week. So I think next week will be a good time for us to, to start sitting. Um, typically for us, the best time for us to hunt is mid November. Sure. Um, but you know, being a hunter, it's hard to pass up when that cold front rolls in. So I'm sure we'll Absolutely. be. Yeah. 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 Our cold, all, our cold front supposed to hit Saturday, Friday night yeah. into Saturday. So this weekend and it's, uh, opening you season in Missouri. So yeah. I'm, I'm assuming, yeah. In Missouri. So I'm assuming a lot of deer are going to die this weekend. Yeah. You know, yeah. So yep. it's exciting, man. This is the this is the time we all dream about all year long. You know, the cold front's coming in. It's getting later in the year. Deer's starting to get on their feet a little more, a little more daylight action. So it's good stuff. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm I'm it doesn't look like it's gonna drop below freezing, but I'm just happy with forty degree weather, especially after these seventy degrees. Right. I mean yeah. it's it's time for the weather to change. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt, dude. I've been tired of that, but um, okay, so before we hop off, why don't you uh, tell everybody how they can, you know, find Scent Thief, uh, check you guys out on social, and, uh, you know, get some Scent Thief. Yeah, um, so like I said earlier, we've been 
pushing really hard to grow on social media. Um, that's, that's kind of what I've been doing as far as my, my work with scent thief is figuring out how to grow on social media. Um, we're kind of hitting our stride a little bit. So you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. We do have a YouTube channel. Um, it's new, so we don't have a whole lot of videos up there yet, but we are, we're working on that. And, uh, I plan on putting together our, our moose hunt, posting our moose hunt and then our, our whitetail hunt that we were just on. And then any other hunts that we, we do the rest of this year. Um, but as far as social media goes, Instagram and Facebook are our two big ones. YouTube is growing. And then, um, we are on www.scentthief.com. You can place any order online or on Amazon. And then if you are looking for an in-portion store, um, our big, big account that we just signed this year was Tractor Supply. So we're in every Tractor Supply across the country. Uh, we're in Bass Pro and Cabela's. Um, I don't know if you, well, obviously we're in Rogers Sporting Goods. Uh, did a podcast with them not too long ago. Um, and then uh, I don't know if you guys have any shields around you, but we have a big shields outlet up in Overland Park. And yep. we're, we're in every Overland Park's the closest one, yeah. 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 Luckily, I got a tractor supply in my front yard, so literally, good almost, <laughs> yeah, literally, I see it from my front door. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, so tractor supply has been awesome for us. They've been incredible, um, and then we're in, you know, all the best bow shops across country too. So a, a ton of hundreds of bow shops across the country that aren't quite as big as Bass Pro, Cabela's, and Tractor Supply and stores like that. So it's been really good. We we. Uh, we're kind of taking the market by storm a little bit. I mean, the more that people hear about us and the more that people use it, the more that they want to come back to it. And so that's been really positive. You know, it'd be pretty concerning for me if people used it and they tried it and then they never bought it again. So, right. so right. it's been good to see people that are return returning customers. So that's been a positive for us. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Well, uh, hey, Jake, Jacob Carpenter with Cynthia, if we appreciate you coming on and talking about, you know, this cool revolutionary type of scent product that's that's out there and uh you know people should check it out and um you know we'll we'll talk to you later man yeah no thank you guys for having me on i appreciate it all right we'll see you hey nice talking to you thanks man yep. see you.